a dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is not just a game. This here is my life. Hello, everybody. Live from Koreatown on a gloomy L.A. day, but not cold. So I'll take it. It is the Ozone. Pineapple Express. I, what's the Pineapple Express, bro? With the heat that comes through with the little stormy one, stormy storm. Oh, is it see, the stormy Daniel? Talk about a bicoastal eddy that I'm not familiar with. Uh, not I might familiar be with the game. game isn't right. Mm. Oh, I am familiar with Dallas. Right. <laughs> Dallas whips it around and brings and it to you. It brings it straight out to <laughs> it's you. It's out to you. For this forecast. And the forecast we got for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is sunny with a chance of information. So let's get right to it. I'm Omar Miller, your host. I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller. We haven't forgot about you, folks. We promise. It's just been a while. I've been busy. It's been a long time. Man, I shouldn't have left him, but I had, to, I had a bug that I was fighting, and I refused to take antibiotics, and I beat it. You feel like you beat it? Oh, I know I beat it. The only thing that happened that they got me is... Is they caught me for some bread because I had to fly out to Miami to beat it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I had. I mean, I, what, what can you do? There's no real loser there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to take one for the team. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so, uh, took it down to Miami for a bit. Enjoyed a nice wine and food festival package, and a lot of humidity. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know where the sun hangs out, it is on South Beach in Miami because this winter Los Angeles has gotten more rain uh, already in the last two months than the last fifteen months, maybe even more. Craziness, craziness. But we got stuff to cover, and I want to jump right into it because it's been a while, and I want to get after it. You know, finally, the two marquee free agents are signed in Major League Baseball. We are Major League Baseball heads. We've been talking about it. We've been speculating about it, and it happened. First, the first uh, domino to fall, if you will, was the, the friend of the Ozone, the homie, Manny Machado. Now, I remember having a conversation with Manny in a bowling alley at a uh, charity event couple years ago talking about this moment and I said man you are about to get paid and he just broke out into that that boyish grin that he has he said yeah I think I'm gonna be all right (laughs) and I'm happy for the young man picked him up 300 million for 10 a little bit more than I make uh on ballers (laughs) we have to laugh (laughs) oh man maybe I need to stage a racial event to get a raise (laughs) too soon Jesse, too soon. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I got yeah. So so we got we got love for the homie. How do you feel about the Padres move? Doing that, I love the Padres move. I think it's a great move. They're up and coming. They got a lot of young talent. They have one of the best minor league systems in baseball. Yeah. And then they're going to bring up those two. They already have Urias that's up, and they're going to let Tatis come up as well. I don't know if they're going to let him come up in the beginning of the who's, year. Who's the first guy? I'm sorry, Urias, Luis Urias. Okay, the, the, the second baseman. And okay. then they have Tatis is the shortstop. He's the second uh, ring uh, prospect behind Vladimir Vlad- Guerrero Jr. in all of baseball. In all of baseball. Yeah, I saw him swinging it today. As he's a he's fact. C- Carlos Correa esque. Yeah. Yeah, a so, powerful shortstop, uh-huh. I, and I, and he must be for for Manny to have who to had, move over. Yeah, protested for a long time that he only wanted to play shortstop to right. move to third. And maybe you you think they might have broke him down, you know? Eventually, after they ran Manny down so much, you know, maybe he just said they no, ran okay. him down. They ran him down. They lowballed him. They ran him down. You lowballed me, man. I don't know if they lowballed him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if thirty million per is well. It's not lowballing, but you know they've done everything that they could to bring down his market value, which still didn't work. I mean, he picked up thirty million. Well, we can't cry for him, definitely. Yeah, no. But what I'm saying is, is that is there a position player that has a higher uh, per year average? Yeah, Uh, Zach Greinke is not a position player. He's a pitcher. Yeah, Bryce now, right? He's no. 
thirteen to three thirty isn't more than uh, isn't more than the the ten to three hundred. Well, excuse me for my math, right? Pop. <laughs> I mean, damn. <laughs> Maybe it is what it was, if it was like three thirty-two or something like that. But I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I, no, it's not right. But th- those numbers don't add up. But I think um, Manny got paid, and I think he's actually gambling on himself to win, as well as gambling on himself financially. Yeah, he had other offers. No gamble. Yeah, he had other offers. I think that he probably could have. The Yankees didn't even really reach out to him for what they're saying. Or the or Harper. Or Harper. What is wrong with the Yankees? Well, I guess they they're standing down. They feel like they got it together. And 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 then and then to add insult to injury, Troy Tulowitzki hit a bomb in his first uh, spring training at bat. He's having a good spring right now. He just I think one for two. I mean, smoking mirrors. Personally, I don't. I have to see him producing the the season. Yeah, to actually believe and stay on the field and stay on the field. Ultimately, I don't know if Troy Tulowitzki can still play 140, 150. Games. I doubt it. But Didi will be back in a little while. Yep, yep, yep. But you know, neither one of those are Manny Machado. But uh, those two guys are generational players, so it's potentially. Very- well, let's get to Bryce in a second. I want I want to talk about Manny for a bit. So they got they have they made moves over the past couple of years. The Hosmer signing was a big deal when they signed Hosmer right. uh, in the last offseason. And they got him locked up for a while. They didn't have to get rid of Will Myers, who was kind of the anchor of the team. Um, when he came from Tampa Bay, they actually gambled on him because they, you know, Will Myers was having a health issue, but Will Myers produces. I personally like that kid Hunter Renfro a lot. I like Hunter Renfro. I think in the age of not being embarrassed to strike out, a guy like Hunter Renfro can give you crazy offense. Well, I think that Hunter Renfro also is getting himself together. You know, he's not. No, he's still he, not there. He's, he's still, still yeah, there. it's still potential ca- at this point. He came from, I think, a big time college, and so, and he was talking about how him signing to the to the minors was completely different than playing, you know, in college because in the college baseball he's playing in front of twenty thousand, thirty thousand people. I forgot what college that he goes to, what, that he went to, but. Then he comes to the minor leagues and he's playing in front of three or four hundred people. And it, <laughs> so he had an adrenaline problem. Yeah, so he had, you know. Wow, played. interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, I like Renfro. I like uh, from what I've seen. I like Tatis Junior. I'm not familiar with Urias's work. Um, obviously, you gotta love the world champion Ehas. Yeah. Um, and got a decent got catcher and Manny Machado over there. Who's their catcher? Austin Hedges. Oh yeah, you got Austin Hedges over there. Now the thing that the Padres are known for, um, other than great weather. In, in an outstanding ballpark with great barbecue, mm. by the way. Great food in if general. If you find yourself at Petco Stadium, pick yourself up some food. They have great healthy food. They, sure they got Melissa's Organic Snacks. Yes. They got, uh, yeah, they got it all, really. Those those smoked nachos. Woo! Don't bring it up. I'm on the 5 South. <laughs> Are they open? <laughs> open the doors! Let me in, Petco! Short rib. Short rib smoked nachos. Woo! Woo! <laughs> that was some good ish. Some good ish, man. Sour cream, great all stars, great all star experience. Yeah, you that wasn't even an all star. That was during all star. That was, I think, maybe a regular game. We, you know, we play around down there, but yeah, no, I think that was all star. No, it wasn't all star. You know what it was? It was the the classic, freaking world baseball. When the the uh, no, it wasn't was it? It was no, it wasn't because the last world baseball classic championship was in at Dodger Stadium. Why sure were we was. in San Diego? No, no, Just that was all star. <laughs> that was, was all star, dude. Freaking all star! Sure I was. I tried to get in too because uh, I had to go to Comic Con down there, which is right across the street from from the convention center. Right across the street from the stadium, I was ready. They were not. Yeah, I like San Diego. I like the city. I like the team. You know what? Maybe they'll sign you. Maybe. <laughs> to eat nachos. <laughs> 
short-term contract. You gotta be. I got a small for, stomach. You gotta I, be good for three hundred thousand. Nah, I, I suffer from small stomach syndrome. Uh, so yes, maybe I can't yes, get that yes, big contract. Yes, yes, you can't get a big contract with I a can, small stomach. Maybe four or five nachos with that short rib on. It's really rich. Really, really rich. <laughs> Ah, the people don't hear us for that. Well, so this is why you tuned in, though. I like that. I like the outfield that they got. I hate that they got rid of Solarte, who's producing still in Toronto or wherever he is now. But, um, you know, I think that the Padres are known for pitching. And in the past couple of years, they, they've kind of gotten off of that. But it seems as though their farm system is stacked, and they like to let those kids throw. Yeah, and uh... – they're, they're minor leaguers right now. They have a lot of strong arms, but last year they came in almost last place, not the minor leaguers, but the major league team in pitching, which is very, very un, unusual for them. They are really, really good with pitching. Normally. Yeah. And in a division that's dominated by the Dodgers, yeah. uh, you know, and before that dominated by the Giants. And you seem to believe that the Rockies, like you believed before, are going to get over the hump. I'm always a little early. Yeah, you just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. And I think that the Rockies are probably finally there because their pitchers have developed now. So you're talking about uh, your man Marquez, what, Kyle Freeland? Yeah. Yeah, they got the and John Gray. And John Gray. Yeah, and they're her, her man Marquez, and they got one other guy. Uh-huh. But they're giving you Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson. But they're, but they're dealt from time to time. Did, but they're giving you decent numbers and in Colorado. Uh huh. And you forget about the offense. Everybody knows about the offense. Yeah, the offense and is nuts. Nolan Arenado just got his money. Nolan Arenado got caked. Yeah. And you know they said that that's going to reverberate as far as the next few years of free agency. Mm-hmm. That that changes the landscape because now all of those teams that were like, eh, if I don't get Manny, if we don't get uh, we'll get Bryce, Nolan, we'll get Nolan. Mm-hmm. No, no. You Nolan's posted. Nolan's staying at the house, and Nolan's numbers are not played with the the mild high stadium. Nolan numbers translate everywhere. <laughs> those, oh yeah, those no, numbers are not, real. They're not they're not inflated and they're not limited to mile high. Nolan's numbers are legit. No matter where he goes, he puts the ball out of the stadium. Yeah. And he slugs. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm in the Dodgers somehow or another every single year end up winning the division. Um I'm very disappointed in the Giants because I actually thought they would be in on Harper. They were. And, they gave him a decent offer. Yeah, but I guess he just didn't want to be there. And a lot of people are a lot of Dodger fans are disappointed in the Dodgers. The Dodgers I, gave him a, which would have made him the like the highest yeah. average. Yeah, I think they gave one to go 5 and and 148 or something crazy. I no, I think they wanted to go I think it was 5 and 200 or something like that. Something crazy. It was something where he was getting 45 million dollars a year, I do believe, which is a lot of money. And I'm surprised he didn't opt for that. Um and the Dodgers seem like they're they're very confident with the move with getting AJ Pollock, with getting Puig and Matt Kemp out of there. Ran into both Puig and Matt Kemp um, recently, and had had some had to express my disdain for them getting dealt. Um, both of them looked great, to be honest. And uh, you know, let's talk about what's going on by the Bay. So you saw the CEO of the Giants got into a, a physical altercation with his wife. Yeah, she she tried to get on his phone. Don't hit my line. <laughs> she hit his line. She wasn't playing. Give me my phone. Uh, give me my phone. He says he went too far. <laughs> he, went, he, he, he went too far. He's talking about she went too far. <laughs> no. He went too far. She gets he lost about it. Domestic abuse now. No, but he <laughs> lost it. I'm just talking about how he lost it because she took his phone. Lost it. And, you know, there's got to be a uh, – this is going to be interesting to see because if that same footage came out with a ball player – uh, this is the, everything would be different. Well, I don't think that, I don't. I don't know how they can penalize. I mean, you know, well, they what are might you tell him he can't come to the game. Well, they might take his ownership away. They might. 
Yeah, because that's a part of the MLB gig. You know, you have to have that. You got to act right. Yeah, you got to act right. You can't go around dragging your wife or any other female through the through the the parking lot or wherever they were. Right. Wow. Yeah, that you can't do that. You can't. This is this is too far. He lost his composure. He lost his cool. I mean, completely and totally. If you haven't seen it, you need to go look it up because this guy literally dragged her from with the phone. It's craziness. And now. It, this just seems to be a microcosm of the last few seasons of the Giants situation. Uh, Bruce Bochy said he's stepping down at the end of this year. Um, and every player that I've talked to that's ever played for him said he's the best coach that they've ever played for. They love Bruce Bochy, and he's a stone-cold winner. Right. Um, really hate that they can never get Johnny Cueto at full steam uh, because that's a, a formidable one-two up there. The injuries, they've been overwhelmed by him. They really have. And, and also, uh, what is it? Hunter, your boy Hunter got Pence. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, and, yeah, and it Pence hurt the, it hurt the team bad. Yeah, it, it just the organization went from literally the best in baseball to being irrelevant. But they still have three rings in the, what the past ten years. It's unbelievable. I mean, they're you know they've turned into Boston. Yeah. <sighs> Anywho, so I digress. So uh, so then we move on to Bryce Harper. Now they're saying Bryce Harper leaned on Mike Trout a lot. And talk to Mike Trout about what's going on. Talk to him about Philadelphia. And really, yeah, that's that's what they're saying. They're saying that he he asked him what it was like growing up in Philly and what's it like playing out there, and you know, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. And um, it, it, Scott Boris is saying one reason that Bryce Harper didn't want an opt out in his clause is because he wanted to lure other great players to joining him in Philadelphia. Now the owners of Philadelphia have stated they got stupid money and they're willing to spend it. Now, it's not just pertaining to baseball, but athletes, period. He's trying to get Le'Veon Bell there and everything. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, nice. I thought, that, wow. So, that yeah, that he, he, made it, he made it sound like he's actually trying to get Mike Trout. Now, the, the, the crazy thing is, is if these numbers are this way for, for, Mike, for, for Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, Mike Trout might get $400 million. Maybe 500 Yeah, because the way that the baseball world feels about Mike Trout He's the darling. Is, he is the darling and, you know, never says anything wrong, never does anything wrong. Even when he doesn't uh, play, you know, like I think one year in the last couple of years he played 114 games or something. Nobody really blames him. It's almost like a, a precautionary shutdown is fine, you know, all that sort of stuff. So this is this is going to be really interesting to see how it goes when he becomes uh, on the market. But I wanted to play something that's actually kind of funny. I do. You know, we want to bring a title back to DC. I want to be on Broad Street. We want to bring a title back to DC. Title back to DC. Title back to DC. What is that? That's Bryce Harper at his Phillies press conference. Bryce Harper. What? You want to hear it again? Yeah. I know what it was. I want to do. You know, we want to bring a title back to DC. I want to be on Broad Street. We want to bring a title back to DC. Title back to DC. Title back to DC. I think Bryce Harper's a mole. <laughs> <laughs> Trolling Harper. All right, let's just say it. You have, you have to make your call now, and we'll revisit it. I think it's a bad deal. Really? For who? 13 years. It's a great deal for the guy that just picked up $332 right. million. I think it's a bad deal for uh, – I think it's a bad deal for the Phillies. I mean, they're going to sell 
plenty of jerseys and, you know, the whole song and dance. He's going to fill up the seats. He's going to fill up the seats. From a financial standpoint, he's going to do, at least for a little bit, what it is that they need him to do, I think. He's 26 years old. He's 26 years old. He's probably going to do it for 10 years. He might even do it for more than that with the Uh way the modern medicine is. But the problem I have is, is Bryce Harper has put it together one year. I think twice. Maybe twice. One year was absurd. Yes. One year was the year that made you say, wow, this kid is might be the best player in right. all the, on the planet. One year where he hit, you know, 294, 50 mm-hmm. bombs, even though I think he only had 96 RBIs that year or something like that, but or maybe 100-something RBIs. He's, that was the year, and then he did it again. There was, there was two times. But most of the time, Bryce Harper finds a way to not play. And not in not like he doesn't want to play. Fluke stuff happens. His cleat gets stuck. He, he slips on a wet base. Right. He crossed across first base. Right. And got Ran hurt. into the wall. Ran into the wall. Was hurt the in the dugout. Dodger Stadium. He gets hurt in the dugout. This is a big gamble on a guy that is, you know, I don't, I'm actually not mad at the Dodgers for not signing him. Because you know what? At that clip, signing guys like that, I don't know if we've seen anybody over the seven-year mark, actually makes sense. Besides CC, Over the seven-year oh, mark. Over seven. Nobody in professional sports played up to his deal like CC Sabathia, in my opinion. CC signed for seven and won 63 and immediately reported to the championship and, yeah. and averaged about 20 wins a year with the, with the Yankees when they really, really needed them, when they didn't have any pitching. And now then on top of that, he's also gone on to mentor – you know, Severino and the other young guys in the staff to try to get these guys major league ready. Right. On and off the field. I I don't think it's a bad deal for either one of them. First of all, I think that eventually his his value he with the way that they're paying people, well, not now, but the value of his dollar amount ten years from now might just be a drop in the bucket. Gotcha. You know? So I don't I don't really know. I I, I feel like he he got the best for himself. I actually feel like Manny Machado is a better player than he is uh-huh. um, because he's more complete. Bryce has a lot of holes in his game. and But one of the things that I do like about him is that he's enthusiastic. He loves the game. He, he loves the game, and, and, and he loves the new that, age yeah. of the game. He's not interested in old and tradition. Yeah, and he's, and he, he's outward about it. You know? Right. He's not he's not trying to keep his composure when he goes deep. Yeah, I went deep. I want to celebrate. <laughs> Let's do it. Throw a parade. <laughs> All around the bases. <laughs> All around the bases. Yeah. You know, and he always plays hard. I've never seen him dogging it. I've never seen him dog it. That's yeah. one thing you can't front on. And that's something that they tried to run Manny down about. Yeah. But uh And that's what the that's what the Yankees tried to sell about Manny that, you know, they were questioning. They, come on, man. If Manny would have said that he was gonna take, you know, fifteen to twenty Yankees would have been all over it. Yeah, and he would have been the greatest acquisition that we could find. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's no doubt about it. Um, if they could, if a team like the White Sox or the Phillies could have gotten them both, forget about it. You could have penciled them in. But right now, as it stands, I feel like the Braves are the best team in the East. Yeah, you still like the Braves. I love the Braves. The Braves got a squad. They got a squad. I'm interested. To, I really am interested to see what the Mets do because first and foremost, you got to get Thor healthy for a whole season. Or is Thor too big and too strong for his body for his own good? For his own good, yeah. You know, because good today. Because if you're talking about Thor and Jacob Degrom, honestly, and then now Zach Wheeler looks like he's trying to get himself back together. Steven Matt, you know, it could go either way. But you're talking about potentially if you can get three guys that have that sort of. I mean, Jacob Degrom, you can argue is the best pitcher in baseball. He's like for the past two or three years, he yeah. is Mr. Consistency, and he is lights out on terrible teams, mm-hmm. which is really hard to do. 
which means that mentally he's strong enough to elevate his game even when th- it doesn't necessarily matter the same way. I think that they can look for a big year for Michael Conforto. Yeah. And if they bring up that kid Peter Alonzo and let him play, I think he hit 37 bombs last year in the minor leagues and a bat like 285. And if they can get that kind of production out of first base, I think they, they should be able to make some noise. But the Braves are literally stacked. You've oh, got, the Braves are stacked. Man, Freddie Freeman, Josh Donaldson, uh, Adam Duvall. Yeah. Uh, the pitching staff is crazy. You got yeah. Brian McCann back, and so he's going to be able to teach. They were guys. right there. And yeah, they were just see, right there. You could see that they were, you know, last year when they lost to the Dodgers, it was a scenario where you needed to lose to know how to win. Yes. And they got that, uh, you know, hopefully they got that out of their system. Ronald Acuna. I don't know. They got squad. I mean, Marquez, they got that. You name it. They yeah. got it. And honestly, if I was them, I would try to re pick up Craig Kimbrell. One more time. Run, run it back. back. He run it back. great in Atlanta. He, man. That's his home. I would pick. I would. I would go back and try to get him. There's still a handful of guys that don't have a team. That now that the the big free agent bang has happened, everybody's kind of looking like, okay, so who's going to sign Dallas Geigel? Right. Who's going to sign Craig Kimbrell? Who's who's now saying Craig Kimbrell is saying, I could just sit out a year, which I don't think is the right move, but he could do it, because um, he wants the money that he wants. I think he wants a raw this money, and he uh, because they don't want to give it to him. But his his. Stats and his records say that he he deserves that. It says, says he's that, the best. Yeah, it says it was just something best. about the sour taste that he left in everybody's mouth in the playoffs last year. He was a wild boy. He was wild, and yeah. then he got did he got ripped yeah. a couple times. They ripped his tits. It didn't work right. They did. But at the same time, he did come off of a dominating. He has come off of a dominating career, and this is the time for him to get paid if he's going to get paid. I just think he might be stretching it a little bit. Yeah, he wants a raw this money. That's the thing. And the Yankees opened up the thing to get him back after he won the World Series. And a raw this wasn't even a raw this that first season right. back. He needed a lot of time. But I just think all that those one of the things that's throwing people off more so than just the you know the money, of course, but the time, the length of the contract. Isn't he trying to get a, a dime? He's trying to get ten years, right? Or something close to it? Oh, I didn't know that. I think I he's trying he... to get something long. I think he's trying to get a long, long term contract. I thought he needed five and a hundred. Nah. No, Mm-mm. he needs ten and two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe? Well, while you're looking that up, we can also see that uh, Ace is back, and he's in L.A. Matt Harvey is pitching for the Angels. Picked him up eleven million, so I'm happy that he got paid. I mean, the potential of him, what he could have gotten paid, was like wow. Because he was the best pitcher in baseball. He was the he best pitcher hurt. in baseball. There was no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, you look up that and see what Craig it is that Craig wants. But I tell you, a guy I'm surprised doesn't have a deal or that nobody's knocking at his door, and that is uh, Adam Jones. Right? Adam Jones has nowhere to play. I thought he stayed in. Um, he stayed in Baltimore. If he did, I mean, maybe I missed it. I mean, it's very possible. Yeah, I remember last year they were talking about trading him, and he said he didn't want to tra- be traded. He wanted to stay in Baltimore. But I think he hit. Let's see what Adam Jones. Yeah, Adam Jones is, <laughs> needs to be on a, a baseball team. There is Adam Jones does not have a team. This is the same way. This is collusion overall, pretty much. How is Adam Jones not good for a team? Not that he's. I mean, he he got his big money. He played out his deal. I think he signed for like four and eighty five million at that point. Then he got it done. And now I don't understand. Yes, you do understand. It's collusion. <laughs> the owners literally have saying They've decided that Adam Jones isn't good for some reason. A lot of players saying it without saying it. And I mean, Adam Jones is a good baseball player. Manny Machado spoke on it today. That's what made oh, me. Oh, did he? Yeah, Manny Machado spoke on it. 
Well, you have to look at it because then what's going to happen, the, the, these guys are going to get into camp late. They're not going to get their reps, and then they're not going to have a good year. Well, they said Adam Jones is in Arizona working out daily, awaiting the right opportunity. Yeah, he's working out, but he's not getting his, you know, the game time reps that you need. Right. He's not getting tuned in to see the, that nice, nice pitching that you need to see to get your eyes dialed in, your hands dialed in. Now he's just working out, working out and playing to do different things. Right. And how many people have you see, seen in the past that have set out and then come in and have a great, you know, if you sit out during the, the um, spring training, it's hard to, to get It's yourself. hard to get it. Yeah. It takes a while to get in. To get it, in the it rhythm. It really does matter. Yeah, and it'll be probably the first quarter of the season before he can get himself together. Right. And then everybody will say, oh, see, we told you. Man. See? Told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. You got anything else in the in the in the greatest game ever invented? Uh, since I can't come up with Craig Kimbrough's number, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. Gonna move on. Um, gonna talk about a little boxing. It's go time, folks. Next Saturday, it's already here. Now, I personally thought that, uh, which is a trip because I personally thought that the fight was felt like a long time away. Right, but. Earl Spence and Mikey Garcia is coming up next Saturday. That's crazy, but let's put a pause for the calls and give your boy a shout out. I'm, giving, I'm, I'm not skipping hey, over. Give my, give my boy one. You want first and foremost? I want first and foremost. We ain't doing the shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, AD, family of the Ozone, went out and got him a dub and picked him up a strap. Picked it up. Got him that WCB uh, belt up in Minnesota in a tough, grimy fight. Tough fight. Tough fight. But now, how, how did you have the fight? I had him only losing three rounds, and that and that would be generous, you know, because I actually felt that the guy gave him a, an intentional headbutt. Yeah, it looked like it. Yeah, but he was—I mean, man—he was in the pocket. He was in the pocket, hard. Great body, great body work. One of the things that I spoke to him about afterwards was that the guy recovered quick. He did. He had him hurt a couple of times. The dude just recovered. I mean, I was very, very impressed with the competition. It right. wasn't—it wasn't a layup, right? And that guy came to take the belt as well. You know, it was a vacant. It was a vacancy. See, right? Yeah, it was. A, it was an open. It was an open belt. And that guy, you know, a lot of times they just prop somebody up there to go, you know, to get in there. But he looked like he wanted the belt. Yeah, just as much as Anthony wanted it. Anthony's just a better fighter. Right. I mean, the jab looked good. Great body work. Great combinations uh, by Anthony. It was awesome. Great work. Man. I was very, very, very impressed. <laughs> Not that I didn't think that he couldn't fight, but it was just no, 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 no. He put it all together. Yeah, he you know, the, he said at the right that he's time. Ready, he said that he's ready to go. Like he's he's almost out of boxing, uh-huh. and he's already started doing his uh, commentation for Premier Boxing mm-hmm. Championship. And now it's a and now it's you know now it's it's time. It's time for him to put it all together. And then I saw his brother look like him and his brother have made up, and his brother was there. And I saw his brother on Instagram afterwards saying that he was very very excited. Uh, to get back and get himself back together based on his brother picking up that dub. Yeah, that's awesome, boy. Yeah. I wish I could have been at the fight. I had to work. I had to go down to Miami. I had to heal up. Yada, 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 yada. But it was, uh, man, just love seeing guys. I feel like we make champions here. That's all I'm going to say. What can you do? What can you do? Come visit us. Come visit us, Boxing World. Come through. You you saw what happened. Sean Porter came through, picked him up, a WBC green belt. Yes. AD Green Belt, Bronze Bomber was on here talking Bomb Squad, and then went out and had a fantastic performance. Couple yeah. of them. Come on, come on, man. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Um, you know, we got uh, 
Very interesting fight tonight with Erislandi Lara and Brian Castano. I really like Lara, and I haven't seen Lara in the ring since uh, he fought against Jared Hurd. And Lara's 35 now, and that's a Cuban 35, so it'll be interesting if he's actually 35. Um, and he's a slick fighter. I thought he beat Canelo. Um, I thought he did lose that fight to Hurd because he lost it late. That knockdown in the 12th round was right. great, great latter half of the fight. Uh, but we're going to see what ends up happening. Um, now, what do you make of everything that's going on with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury? You know what? I'm sort of in a gray area with that because there's no reason to hype this fight up. They, they're saying that it's because they want to hype the fight up. But no, they're saying that Fury wants to hype the fight up by taking another fight beforehand. I think that I don't. I definitely don't feel like Tyson Fury is afraid of him, and Tyson Fury feels like in his heart that he beat him. So he doesn't. He's not quick to ju- jump back in there because he's not really fighting for the money per se. So with Deontay Wilder, De- well, but he just signed a big fat deal. He signed a big fat deal to to fight on with Top Rank on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And to me, what's happening is it's another stable situation. Now, what just got revealed by Deontay Wilder is is that he's a free agent. Yeah, he fights on Showtime, and everybody thought he was signed to Showtime, but he fights on Showtime. But he can fight when and wherever he wants to. That's why he's always talking about just strapping it up and getting it on because yeah, he can. he's wide open yeah, I with whoever. I'm not obligated to anyone. Right. I'll, to this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's ready to get it on yeah, with whoever. Now he played because he could have had that Anthony Joshua fight. And now he said that he's got to fight Dominic Brazil. And that's a dangerous fight for him. You think? Yeah. Dominic Brazil, although Anthony Joshua knocked him out, Dominic Brazil is pretty fundamentally sound. He's just not in shape. Yeah, well, you know, he might get in shape. Sometimes this is the kind of thing that motivates you to get in shape. I think that the last two fights that Deontay Wilder had should propel him to either greatness or expose him to into mediocrity. Well, I think that he's been exposed now as a, as far as being a boxer. Yeah, yeah, but but this is what I'm saying. Between Ortiz and Fury, right? He his 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 weaknesses were on display. But he still is a great fighter to watch. You still like watching yeah, him fight. He's got the thunder. He's got the thunder, and he's not scared. Thunder. Yeah. Thunder. Thunder gets. Oh! <laughs> yeah. He's got that lion-o with him. He got that lion-o. Uh, you know, but I still, you know what? You're talking about him beating Ortiz. Ortiz is like 45, almost 50 years old. He's supposed to beat him. Although Ortiz gave him a great fight. And no, then, no, no, but those were then, valuable rounds. Yes, and then Tyson Fury actually beat him. You know, so... I think that if they knew that Tyson Fury wouldn't wasn't going to re-op, then we might see a different situation right now. You know, uh-huh. as far as scoring and everything, I think that Tyson Fury actually understands the power that he has right now, and he can make a a, a couple of executive calls per se on his own behalf. Right? Maybe so. But I and I, and you're talking about a guy who lost 150 pounds, right? And as somebody who's lost about 100 pounds at one point, it takes a while for your body to reconfigure. Movement wise, so he's still moving down, like he and he's still getting in. Right. I, I, the last footage looks I like saw a giant. Him, yeah, but the last footage I saw of him was he's in better and better. <laughs> where'd that come from? <laughs> because the he's last doing, but he I looks saw, like a giant when you see him next to De- a Deontay Wilder and everything. Even when I go back and look at the the fight and when we saw him in the ring and next to the other fighters, he's a humongous guy. He is. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is he's becoming slimmer and slimmer. And when you lose a bunch of weight fast, like the way that he did, Mm -hmm. your body isn't moving the same way that it would be after you're at a stable weight. So you have to get comfortable with that weight, that new weight. But the thing is, is that's where we saw him in December isn't his final weight. He's he's lost weight since then. 
he'll probably end up fighting around 245 as opposed to 265. You know, 242, between 240 and 250, which means potentially he'll be even faster. He'll have better stamina, you know, and that's where he was before, like when he was fighting Klitschko and whatnot. To me, he's like a pitcher who uses deception to win things. You know, and I don't think that if he fights Anthony Joshua, because Anthony Joshua is a fundamentally sound fighter, I think that Anthony Joshua will beat him. And I, don't, I'm, and I really don't think that it's going to, I don't think that it'll go to distance. Lots and lots and lots of talk with Anthony Joshua finally coming out of the UK, uh, fighting at the famed Madison Square Garden to fight Big Baby Miller. And you know what? There's a clip that I want to play from him. Now, Vlad- Vladimir's face in the ring with Vitaly, in Vladimir's and face. And he slapped. Slap- Slapped Vitaly. Yeah. Spat water in Vlad's. Calm. Hmm. I remember when, and recent, when Marco Hook pushed Usyk. Yeah. Calm. That was a mistake. <laughs> and what does it show you? Yeah. So, Anthony goes, speaking of third person, I go through the same thing. And you learn from the greats who have come before you. Um, and Usyk is a great fighter as well. And you learn. And I thought, okay, cool. How do I handle this situation? Beat him up June 1st. And that's just what. <laughs> As you can hear, the champ wants to punish him. I, mean, I can't find the clip, but he actually stated that he wanted to punish him. Yeah, he said he's going to drive his hands down his throat or something. To yeah, that he said he's going to hit his big head and his big body. Mm-hmm. And instead of feeding him cheeseburgers, he's going to feed him a steady diet of jabs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to like eating those. No, I, they're, they're high. I calorie. really, I, of course, this is the heavyweight division, and anything could happen. But I very, I doubt it very seriously that Big Baby is going to be able to beat Anthony Joshua. Yeah, I agree. Even from a stamina standpoint, yeah, I know right. that he throws punches and bunches, but he has he fought. He gets any, hit a lot. Yeah, he gets hit a lot. Has he fought anybody? Can't get hit a lot by guys yeah. that hit like Anthony Joshua. Hits. The, the big boys that hit hard like that. I don't think that he's going to be able to take that kind of punishment. I don't think anybody can take that kind of punishment. No. That's just how. And if you do, you get brain damage. <laughs> and we all know about that. We know Floyd <laughs> ain't getting brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shoot. So, I mean. This it should be a good fight though. He's trying to sell it a little bit more than he should. I feel like Big Baby. Yeah, it's a little bit extra. Yeah, he's putting a lot on it. Putting a lot on it. It is what it is. But what can you do? That fight's coming up. But the news is the word on the curb, so they say, is is that our friend Gennady Golovkin is close to making a deal with the zone. It's going to be announced next week. Talking about him fighting for two uh, two fights with the extension potentially up to four. Which is interesting because that means that that Canelo rematch is on the horizon. I think that there's a real, um, I think that there's a real misunderstanding and misreading of the public that whether Canelo or Gennady were to lose, that nobody wants to see them fight each other again. Right? No, that's not true. <laughs> Everybody still wants to see those guys mix it up one and more Can- time. And Canelo knows that. I saw him speaking with Max Kellerman yeah, yesterday. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I've been watching this all of this footage from uh, the Danny Jacobs and Canelo mm-hmm. uh, press conference of tours. Man, Canelo sure is a stand-up guy. He sure is. Because he, he keeps, keeps it 100. It, man, he keeps it 100. First and foremost, give this man his credit because it is a Mexican athlete that has the highest contract in North American sports history. And it's a $365 million guaranteed contract. No, this is what I keep. I don't understand. Now, why is that not considered a I have no contract? understanding of that whatsoever. They keep making it sound like when Bryce signed, they kept saying this is the biggest deal in sports history. No, it's no, not. It's not. I mean, and that's not even a long time. Canelo just signed in November. <laughs> He already had a fight. And got ready. He already picked him up. Yeah. 36. Come on, man. For six minutes of work. Dougie Fresh, you're on. <laughs> it, it, it gave him work. And one of the things about Canelo, I don't agree with a few of his wins so far, but 
That's not on him. That's not on him. The dude is willing to fight anybody. He's willing to fight anybody. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure of it. And you don't see him get, you know, I see him take punishment, but you don't see him get knocked down. He's got a granite chin. Man. Come on, man. Man. I don't know if anybody's got a chin in boxing like him. But I do believe that Danny Jacobs is going to drop it. We're going to see. We're going to see because he's not going to get a decision without it. I can tell you that much. Yeah. I don't care if it's one-sided. <laughs> Everybody already he's knows. Not a, you already know. He's got like, two, two in the bag. But he's, well, like Danny said, what, do you think I need to knock him out to get a draw? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Danny said. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows what time it is. Yeah. You know, you gotta. it's going to be rough. But I, I like Danny. I haven't seen him at the peak level since he was, like the night he was against Triple G. But he's gonna. He's a, he's a gamer. And he's a he's a real he's a fighter literally and figuratively, and I think he's going to be ready. I think he's going to be one of the best fighters, if not the best, besides Floyd that uh, Canelo's ever fought because he's going to bring that athleticism that you really don't usually get to see in boxing like that, where a guy has it all together, where you're a great athlete and then you're a puncher and you you know you have the fundamental the fundamentals, and so I think that Danny Jacobs is going to bring that with the reach and the size that he has because Canelo he looks so much bigger than him in the photos. Yeah, because you know Danny's about my size, was yeah my height and size, and yeah. I've stood next to Canelo. Canelo is yeah. Five nine max max max. I mean, maybe five eight. Yeah, maybe five eight. So it's, it's now what Canelo will do is Canelo's going to test his chin. Yeah, and uh, and that's a he's going to get chin checked. He's going to get chin checked, and I'm maybe not if you play with that jab. You can stick that jab on him and make him reach. That yeah, jab. that jab is a is a real one, as they say. It's a real <laughs> one. Let's hear what Danny had to say at the last uh, press conference. So usually you're restricted um, to a ten pound weight. This is a unification. Right. My understanding. More than up. Yeah. Because right. right? a lot of people don't understand that they just think I can't come in no head. Yeah, sometimes you guys got to specify that because the fans they don't think that I can come in over uh, after the second day weigh, and they just think oh Jacobs has to be 170 and that's it. He can't come in anything higher. But to clarify that uh, we did it in our last fight. We're, we're looking forward to doing it again, even though uh, the IBF ruled out that. For a unification bout, there's no second day weigh-in. But Golden Boy put in the contract, um, so that would be a question that I, I would like to know. I asked them, and they said, <laughs> So we got this on camera. Golden Boy said that the eyes I just wanted some clarity from here, because I asked them before they got we made history. Two years ago, we changed the ruling of the IBF and uh, how to uh, take care of fighters with the second day weigh-in the unification bout, right? We already established that. It's already been established. So for me, I think uh, they're looking for any way, shape, or form to get an advantage. And this is not something that they're not used to doing. I mean, we know it. Amir Khan coming up from, from whatever weight he was, and it was a catch weight. All these different, like, it's, it's not the essence of boxing. And it's not what I know to be your champion. This is not championship behavior. Golden Boy and Oscar De La Hoya, he's a fighter himself, so he knows. It's very insulting to, to us as champions and to the sport because you got this number one guy that you know regardless of what is going to sell out and going to get the mass public, so you use that to your best, best benefit, which is not right to the sport because if you respect the sport, sport that you put years in, you respect the sport, you got to do right by the sport, do right by your fighters, do right by everybody else. So... It seems like the the whole uh, Danny Jacobs Gennady Golovkin fight has now reverberating waves throughout the industry mm-hmm. because that night, you know, the rumor had it that Danny came in at one eighty to one ninety, yes, and the 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 weight was one sixty. Um, 
and, and it helped him. It, no doubt he he did what he should have done. And now they're now Canelo and Golden Boy are now putting in a clause where Danny has to do a weigh in the day before and a weigh in the morning of the fight. Meaning in that morning of the fight, he can max be one seventy. But that doesn't mean that come fight night, he can't keep eating all day and he can't he can do that. So it's very interesting, but I understand what Danny is saying too. Coming from Oscar De La Hoya, this is a this is insulting in the sense that Oscar knows what it's like to rehydrate, so on and so forth. Oscar also knows what it's like to fight anyone, right? But then here we go with the the A side and the B side situation. They got well. it. It's just not fair. It's not equal. Yeah, and and this is the whole problem when nowadays when a guy gets in a position of power that it seems that they want to abuse it instead of making the the playing field fair. I have to have all of the advantages. My way. All the time. Yeah. And this is what boxing has become. Yeah. You have the stables, so now only premier boxing championship guys are going to fight premier guys. Top-ranked guys are going to fight top-ranked guys, and the zone guys seem like they're going to fight the zone guys. The zone is trying to sign everybody. And the zone has big money, and they're trying to sign everybody. I mean, I think Warren Buffett must be behind the zone <laughs> because they got, in, they, got, they got limitless bread. I think they're trying to sign you. I'm in. Go ahead and get me knocked out. Can I get 200? How many rounds? Dollars. <laughs> you on the cheap. Do you get a coupon? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, they uh, – it, it, it sucks. I think the, the Stables thing really bothers me. It always has. But, again, I guess the way that they see it is is you earn your way into being the A-side so that you can call shots. That's the Floyd Mayweather stuff with – getting into the A side and everything else. Unfortunate. I can understand the fighters have to look at look out for themselves, but also if for, what about the fans that actually pay, you know, to watch you and to to pay your bills and everything else? What about them? They don't the fans are going to tune in. See, that's the thing. The fans have shown that they are suckers. So as long as the guys fight and give a good show on a build up and blah 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 blah, the fans are going to tune in. Now, if they actually give you a good fight, forget about it. Then you're really in the game, you know, which leads us to this fight next week that we'll talk about on the next podcast. But, you know, I've been seeing Mikey Garcia talking about stuff that. Now, that fight's on the 16th of March. Uh-huh. Ah, okay. I thought it was the 9th. I'm sorry. 16th. Um, and, you know, one thing that I have to say. Now, Mikey's at the the top of my pound for pound list. Mikey no is, is like, I don't, I think pound for pound, Mikey Garcia is probably my number one or number two guy. Really, top five. Okay. I mean, you got we got him, we got Usyk, we got Earl Spence, uh, Earl Spence, we got uh, him, Usyk, Earl Spence. I mean, it's hard not to have Canelo in there, but I don't know if I like Canelo more than I even like. To be honest, and I even like Loma. <laughs> right. Then there's there's a there's a handful of guys I like. Uh, there's a, I like a couple guys at 154. Everybody likes Terrence Crawford, so you got to throw him in. But I, I'm I don't not have sure. to throw him in on my list. I, I would say I'm not sure about Terrence Crawford at at 47. Um, but but anyways, Mikey's way up there. Here's something I always, that I don't like is that, but I think we're working in his favor. You know how Mikey is gaining that weight is Mikey's working with Victor Conti. Yeah, but of Balco fame. I know, but Victor Conti has knowledge. That doesn't he mean sure he does. has to have dirty knowledge. Sure Everything does. about sure him is does. not dirty. I he agree. Went, and the man paid, did his, on it. No, he, he did his time. What, 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 on what do you want from him? You want you gonna hold that over his head forever? He hooked Barry he, Bonds up. He hurt the game in baseball. He hurt the game. That's why you sour. That's exactly what you <laughs> Speaking of which, back to baseball. How about that Kenny Lofton article? Very, very. I, I, 
I'm not even gonna. We're not even gonna speak on it because we'll speak on it on the next yeah. pod. But it's just truthful. go go look up the the Kenny Lofton A Rod article. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be much more of what you've heard from us a lot. To, and so, so when we go back to boxing, when you talk about the pound for pound, I always have to go with the heavyweight to be the number one fighter because what, Top dog. because what we're saying is that any he can beat anybody in any of those lower divisions. He'll put to sleep probably. No doubt. Yeah. So how can anybody else be the pound for pound over the heavyweight champion that's undefeated? Any one of them that you want to take, you can take any one of them. Right? <laughs> to this day. <laughs> you can take any one of them. Uh-huh. Wilder. You can take Anthony Joshua or even Tyson Fury. They get you out of there. They get, and anybody below them, they you can, can punk step up yeah. and get beat down. <laughs> they can get you out of there. They get you out of there. I'm very interested to see what Usyk does. Really, really interested. Now, I read an article that said that Sean Porter fought Usyk and beat him when they were uh, in the amateurs. Which, I don't know about that. If that was the case. Well, it's on Instagram that. on, uh, what's his face, on the WBC uh, thing. Sean is one, if they were in amateurs, that means Sean should have been like 130. Usyk is 6'3", 200 pounds. I'm sorry. I, I'll send that, it to that's, you. That's fake news. No, I, he he beat uh, quite, a, quite a few people, and I was blown away myself. I'm going to send you the, send you that line. Uh, don't hit my line. Um, thank God James DeGale has re- announced his retirement. He had a lopsided loss against Chris Eubanks Jr., and he's been on the decline. I think ever since that Badu Jack fight, I thought he should have been con- contemplating retirement, and he's finally uh, getting it done. Um, And now, wow, yeah. <sighs> also, did you see this whole thing with uh, – Golden Boy and Oscar De La Hoya sending Floyd Mayweather a cease and desist over tampering with Ryan Garcia. Uh, These two guys really don't like each other. Well, and it's sort of you know you have to say that it's right that the the which which piece is right that it's tampering. You know that he's sort of tampering in the in a sense. You know he's sending out offers and bids to somebody else's fighter via social media via social media. But this is the world we live in. If the president of the United States can do can conduct business via social media, why can't boxing promoters? And this is the danger with having a top-down scenario that's corrupt. Yeah. Well, anywho, while you're looking up that, um, I'm going to move on. I want to give a shout-out to Roger Federer for a 100th career title. I mean, this guy just keeps racking them up. Keeps racking them up over and over and over again. He just went out in Dubai. Uh, everybody and their mom is getting on to, to fly down to the desert to because the Palm Springs Indian Wells Tournament is coming up. Really excited to go down there and check that out this week. Big, big names going to be down there. See some mid-century modern homes down in Palm Springs, which I like. Um, and then the kid Nick Kyrgios just showed out uh, down in um, Acapulco. He played Rafael Nadal and, you know, taunted the crowd. He's, he's He seems to embrace being the bad boy, if you will. Rafa didn't seem to appreciate it whatsoever. And Rafa had a quote where uh, I think I sent it to you on Instagram where Rafa said, you know what, this kid, he uh, he lacks respect for the public, the rival, and towards himself. And Kyrgios came back with, I'm different, Rafa's different, he can focus on what he needs to do, which is just, you know, unbelievable. It's a lack of discipline and a lack of dedication to the sport and a lack of respect as well, the way that he carries himself out there a lot. And it's unfortunate. It's, it's not tradition, and yet I'm not a slave to tradition in the, no. oh, we got to act like you've been there, blah, 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 blah. No, blah. But the not at all. But the stuff that he does, especially with the track record of quitting in matches. And yeah, that's more unacceptable than anything. You don't feel like it. Yeah. You don't want to watch me quit. All that <laughs> stuff. It sounds like he's very immature. 
It, that's exactly what it sounds like. like. It just it. sounds like he's really, really immature. I don't know where you get that mindset, especially after being a professional athlete. He, he's considered an elite athlete. Right. And for some reason, he just doesn't seem to get it. And and unfortunately, a lot of times they don't understand the opportunity until after it's gone. Now the opportunity is not there anymore, and they won't let you play ball in the sport anymore. They'll close doors on him that he'll never be able to see get open again because he hasn't carried himself the way that he should. Not, you know, right. subservient or anything like that. No, no, no. Yeah, he just needs to respect everybody else in the sport and himself. Respect yourself. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, you got any more news and notes that you want to lay out? Of course. I always have news and notes. Lay it on me. They say that Pacquiao's thinking about trying to, since they haven't been able to wrap up that Floyd fight, maybe going in with uh, to if the uh, Earl Spence. Oh, trying to, I'd hate to see that. Well, you know, this is the way that you got to go out. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this is, is boxing. Yeah. This is boxing. You got to get beat down. Complete and totally. And that's the only way I'm going to get out the game. I would rather him fight Thurman at this point. Um, and then... And then, I mean, but Earl has to think about Mikey Garcia. You, you have that. We also have the NFL. We have uh, AB. This AB situation, AB appeared on the shop with LeBron James last night on HBO mm-hmm. and made his his uh, his claim about Ben Roethlisberger very clear about whether or not he enjoys Ben Roethlisberger's leadership style and the fact that he came up with that dead arm a few times and passed it off on AB. <laughs> but he... This is the problem with Big Ben, man. Big Ben would watch him <laughs> mess up in the game and throw other people under the bus. His offensive coordinator, he's done all kinds of things like that in the past when he lost to the Patriots a couple of years ago. Remember in the playoffs? Yep. He threw that pick, and uh, who did he blame it on? I mean, I think he blamed it on the offensive coordinator. Big Ben, you know, he has to show some leadership is not just taking it when it's good, but it's when it's bad as well. You got to take that. You got to eat that. You got to eat that. You don't want to eat it. <laughs> you got to pay. <laughs> AB is right because now they're trying to sell that narrative that he's a no good and it's not true Big Ben is going to find out because ABs don't grow on trees they sure don't that's a little flow I like to throw out there that was nice nice <laughs> nice four bars smooth, smooth. <laughs> the skin yeah, I got bars <laughs> <laughs> yeah now they uh, I mean it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up uh, unfortunately they said the, the Raiders are at the top of his list yeah unfortunately I saw I that I don't know I hope please don't do that why would you want to ruin his career I don't know why would you want to ruin his career unless him and Le'Veon are going there's so many teams they can go to Big Ben's going to be devastated because you're not going to have Le'Veon you're not going to have AB and your Juju arm is tightened up and your arm is dead and Juju's going to have a, a, a real tight tight field yes it's going to be like it's a square dance convention out there and it's then everybody gets exploited the coach the 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 quarterback everybody it's not just like one person is going to get exploited. Then last lastly here you got something else? Yeah, your boy Kraft. That's what I was. That's where I was going. Is that you know Robert Kraft? Everybody's talking about Robert Kraft now. He's pleaded not guilty to soliciting a prostitute. Seemed like he visited him uh, visited himself a rub and tug as they call them down in uh, Jupiter, Florida. Then hopped on his private jet and went to the Chiefs versus the Patriots game. <laughs> What can you do? You know, this is a very interesting thing because the NFL has painted itself into a corner when it comes to behavior. And I think that's the the real – to me, that's the real story is what will the penalty be depending on if he settles, if he pleads out or what he does in comparison to if that would have happened to a player. Mm-hmm. Because rubbing tugs are not uncommon – uh, and people are soliciting prostitutes all the time. 
it's very interesting that for a billionaire, I have no understanding of why the man is <laughs> running around. You know, in the in the shopping mall, in the in the strip mall, in the strip mall, and ran it back literally, <laughs> and then ran it back too. Good times, good, good times, times had by all. Had by all. <laughs> And they needed it video on video, and he and, that's, a, that's a sex tape. I hope never comes out. Right, <laughs> and the, and in classic male fashion, he's saying that it's not him. Pretty much wasn't him on video. <laughs> we got you a couple times. I don't know what you're talking about. I was in, go ahead and pick up the freeways like everybody else did. I was in go Kansas pick up because they're not going to. You know, he's not going to jail. So, but no. what kind of community service? I think that they should make him pick up the freeways just like everybody else. They won't do that. I, I said I think they should. I said that they work. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I doubt that that ends up happening. But uh, you know what? It's it's this is America, and things are unequal. And it will be interesting to see how this in this this justice, if you will, is meted out. Now, I don't know if that. I, I I wasn't at the rub and tug. I don't know what happened, but I know that there was a young man that got killed in his own backyard in Sacramento in his grandmother's backyard that now surprise magically once again the state decided not to prosecute the, they can justify the who it. killed him this is ridiculous uh and that 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 young man you know it's it's terrible because now his family has to sit and you know listen to this nonstop and Stephon Clark is now on the other side really really this is the world this is the world that we live in it's it's just crazy because you take someone's life, there is no comeback from that. And there's, the, I think one of the major problems about it is that there's literally there's seems to be no remorse. You know, there's, no, it's just like oh well, you know what he he shouldn't have been jumping over fences or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, he I, shouldn't have been outside during a manhunt. How's he supposed to know there's a manhunt going right. on? He doesn't work for the police department. I'm, I don't have a scanner. I'm hey. in my grandmother's backyard. Yeah, and then you guys are shooting without even paying attention to what's going on. You're supposed to be a professional. You're supposed to be a trained professional. It is your job to know. Or they are actually trained professionals and they're doing exactly what they're trained to do. Yeah. There this you go. the other side. Well, ladies and gentlemen, low, low, low rain version of the Ozone coming at you. We're going we're gonna to be back at you later on this week with a new hot edition and possibly with a special guest. Going to leave you, uh, since we didn't have anything on February 21st, which is the uh, Memorial Day assassination for the assassination of Malcolm X. I'll leave you with a quote from Malcolm X. And it is, education is the passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today. Get yourself ready, ladies and gentlemen. We're all in this thing together. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and this is The Ozone. Ozone. I'm living the dream. With the lights, 